Well, hello, hello. Good day. This is Mike Bigos. You are listening to Branding Made Simple with Mike Bigos. I'm your host. And you know what? I am excited for today because we're talking about design services. How much should you pay for design services? It's a question that gets asked so many times, so many things going on on social media, especially where people are making inquiries. And tonight, I just want to have a little fun, have a little time to take with you and dive into this topic. So, you know what? Let's do it. Hey, 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 good day. This is Mike Bigos. You're listening to Brandon May Simple. You know, branding's become a pretty hot topic these days, but with so much recognition for its importance, its definition has gotten a little blurred. So I'm taking the guesswork out of branding and helping you get clear, focused, and onto getting noticed in the marketplace and growing your business. I'll be taking you behind the veil of creative services and to clear things up. Don't you dare spend another dollar on marketing that doesn't work until you know you have a brand to sustain your business. To connect with me, you can do so, focusbranding.com focusbranding at gmail.com or on social media at focusbranding. Let's get into the episode. So, hey, listen, guys, like I said, today is special for me because, you know, as a creative service provider, I've been doing this for 20 plus years now, and it's, it's never old, you know, to talk about design costs, you know, creative services costs. It's never getting too old for me to do this because, quite frankly, it's an ongoing thing. Obviously, ongoing people are starting new businesses all the time. They have big ideas for so for all my entrepreneurs out there, for all my startup businesses, small businesses, people with big ideas. I want to talk to you today. All right. So how much should you pay for design services? It's not as cut and dry as going to Walmart or Target and picking up something off the shelf. Okay, that is a fact. Uh, it's not as simple all the time as just finding a designer that fits your needs that can provide the solutions that you need online or maybe even in your pool or network of people. I know that it's not necessarily difficult to be quite honest. However, it's not entirely simple either because there are variables here and those variables is what I want to talk about. Or excuse me, the variables are what I want to talk about this evening. Okay. And uh, let's so, so for instance, I, I see this on social media all the time. And I say all the time, I'm talking about at least once a day. Generally speaking, at least once a day, I see someone make a post, whether it's on a general social media feed, a LinkedIn, a business type social media thread or group. And they're asking, hey, I'm looking for someone to help me build a website or I'm looking for someone who does logos. Send me your cost. Send me your portfolio. And while those are reasonable requests, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that those are really vague inquiries. And when you get such vague inquiries, you're going to lead yourself into a lot of varying results. And you're going to have about 20 to 50 um, responses of people recommending people that they know, recommending businesses or small businesses or some other entrepreneur or designer that they know. And it's just because they know them. They say, hey, my friend does design. Check them out. They're the best. And that's generally what you're going to get. So now you have to painstakingly go through this process of trying to determine who's going to best suit your needs. Well, again, it's not unreasonable to ask that question vaguely. However, again, my company focus branding and design solutions part of my mantra here on this podcast is to make branding simple you know making branding your business simple so because of that i'm looking to help inform educate and empower all my business people out there to make better decisions about creative services as a whole 
you know, again, I've mentioned this before, some other podcasts, you don't go to school and learn how to interact with creative services, you know, like you would going to, you know, get a degree in business. It's not something that's actually factored into the curriculum at all, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know of anyone that comes out saying, yeah, I know how to do this. So because of that, I've had so many interactions. And because of those interactions, this is why I really want to talk about this. So the funny part to me is that, again, it's not an unreasonable thing to ask a general inquiry about, you know, does anyone do this or does anyone do that? Send me your information. But do you know what you're looking for? Like, do you know what kind of designer you're looking for? Uh, Do you know what questions to ask that designer to ensure that you're getting the right type of designer or the designer that's going to best suit your needs? Are you aware of the type of questions that you need to be asked by the designer in order for you to help, you know, to help you make that decision as to who you need to hire or contract? And then how are you looking to make that decision as to who you're going to hire? Is it is it is it based only on price, which a lot of times I find people are looking for the lowest price because they think the lowest price gives them the most value. Are you looking for value? Are you looking to make your decision solely based on value for your dollar? Are you looking for the, the, the type of process that they may take you through? You know, how easy is it to do business with them? You know, or are you one of those people that are kind of pressed for time? And you're looking for a quick turnaround. How fast can I get this back from you? Because I got things to do in my business. You know, how are you making that decision? So, and frankly speaking, I just, I'm saying, you know, be more specific. You know, if you don't know how to be more specific, well, that's why you listen to this podcast, hopefully. So with graphic design in general, you know, we used to call this commercial art, you know, but as things have evolved over time with technology and everything else, you know, the need for varying types of design are out there now. So you have obviously interior design, graphic design. Now we have things as specific as user experience or user interface design, right? Now you have something even more specific as a, a front end web designer. You know, what does that entail? And then you have someone like me who, who nomenclate themselves as a brand identity designer, which is if you're looking for a logo, that's kind of who you want to talk to. You want to talk to a brand specialist, a brand identity designer, not just a general graphic designer, although they may have the capacity to design a logo. Branding your business goes far beyond just designing a logo, right? That's a whole nother talk for a whole nother time. But you want to be more specific. Okay, you want to speak to the type of designer that is going to help or best suit your needs. And then we have to factor in things like pricing models. Again, how much did you pay for for design services? Well, there's different variables of how to arrive at what the cost may or should be. Um, There's mainly three of them that are floating out there for the majority. And I want to keep it simple, right? Because it's branding made simple. So there's a fixed rate, you know, or a flat fee. There's not a lot of variables entailed into this flat or fixed fee. It's pretty straightforward. However, a lot of times there's there's a little bit more risk involved because it is a flat fee. So when it comes down to things like, you know, change requests or revisions allotted or, you know, when you have an idea and you want to add something to this, a lot of times we call that scope creep in the design world because I gave you a flat fee for a flyer or design or a web page or something to that effect. And now you're adding things. Well, you're adding things with the with the assumption that you're going to still be able to keep the same flat fee. And because a lot of designers really just want the work and they really just want to make their clients happy, they just take that on. So they wind up, you know, undercharging themselves um, sometimes, most times really to provide a solution to you as the as the business owner. 
right? But then there's something uh, like a deliverable based type pricing method where each piece or part of the project is sectioned off there's, or there's multiple aspects of the whole overall design solution that you're going to get billed for kind of separately. So for instance, if you have a, a web design project, there is the, uh, let's say the research or the, the ideation part, that's a piece. Then you have the, the loose sketch kind of wireframe, maybe that's a piece. And then you're moving into the intuitive design mock-up, which is a piece. Then you're moving into the more intuitive front-end design piece, which kind of makes the website function a little bit. And then you're moving into the development, the back-end piece of that website. So you're having five to six to eight maybe sections that are portioned off, which are considered deliverables, which you're going to be built individually for. When as a business owner, you're looking for just for, well, just give me the price. Well, if I said, hey, it's going to cost you $10,000 to build a website, you're going to say, oh my gosh, that's hugely expensive. I'll never pay that much for a website. Well, the reality is, is that that's not really not that expensive at all nowadays because of what goes into building an actual website, even if you're using something like a WordPress template. You know, the template maybe cost you nothing to uh, somewhere in between, you know, 70 to maybe 150, 200 dollars for the template, depending on what's entailed. But then you've got plugins and you've got validation. You got all these different things which are deliverables. Right. So that's the second type of pricing model. Um, and then the last one here that really is my favorite because it really helps the client and the me as a designer really hone in on what's valuable, which is value based pricing. It's what impact what we're producing is going to have or the effect it's going to have on or for your business. You know, it's it's the time it's going to take to get it done. Maybe it's the monetary impact it's going to have for your business. It's going to move you into the black from the red or it's going to increase by a percentage. You know, it's the monetary impact. Maybe it solves a really big problem that your business is having or that you're having as a business owner. Maybe it fixes a current problem that you found yourself in. Maybe like right now, I have a, a client, you know, they hired another person to design some things and they didn't get where they wanted to get. So now they're having to redesign things. Well, that's a problem that your business has that you're going to have to hire someone, you know, to fix that problem. So value is another way to basically help to extrapolate what is really going to be most effective or valuable to that business and then price it based on that. So if you're getting different, um, if you're if you're getting different responses from different designers based on price, you know, it's not like this one cookie cutter thing. You know, you got to look at it as almost like if you're buying a home or if you're buying something like a car that has a good deal of value to it. You can go pick out a car from a lot, but depending on what you decide to put on the car, in the car, you know, uh, associate with the car, by the time you walk out of there, your bill or your whatever you financed or paid for that car could be extremely different from the ticket price of it or the market you know, value of the car. Or like a house, you know, you have the same house, you know, it's a foundation, it's walls, it's a roof, it's windows, it's doors, electricity, you know, those things, those are the bare bones. Well, you start adding things to that house, customizing things and, and you know, putting more more bells and whistles on or in or on that house, then your price changes. But based on your value of these things will determine whether or not you're willing to pay that cost. So again, how much should you pay for design services? Well, determine by the fact that you have to determine first, do you want to pay fixed firm rates, which are a little bit more risky processes? 
Do you want to pay for deliverables where they could be kind of like, you know, chunked or, or sectioned off? You know, maybe a little bit more than you wanted to pay, but at least you can scale your ability to pay, section it off into payment methods or time where, you know, hey, we're going to do half now, half later. We're going to build this now. And when I get some business, I'm going to pay for some more services. Those could be deliverables. Or do you want to go into the value based pricing method for your business or for yourself? and say hey you know what it may cost me a few more dollars but the value that it's going to actually have for my business far exceeds what i actually believe i'm paying and the funny thing about it is that with value-based pricing no one not even the designer can determine what that is only you as the business owner the one purchasing the design services can so unfortunately, there is no one cookie cutter answer of saying how much you should pay for design services because there is no value based price model that can basically be a cookie cutter thing. There's no deliverable thing that can be cookie cutter because everyone that has a business or has a has something that they're looking to build and needs a designer for, you're going to have to determine what it is that you're willing to pay and what it is that you deem most valuable to your business. I'll tell you a quick story. You know, I had uh, an opportunity to work with a client before and they they needed, you know, a number of different things. You know, they were building their business and they really were ready to go to market. And they're like, hey, we love your work. We love what you're doing, what you did for XO company. And we really would like for you to help us out. Great, great. Uh, how much do you charge for this? How much do you charge for that? And I says, well, before we talk about how much I charge, you know, it sounds like you're kind of in a rush. And they're like, well, yeah, we really are ready to go to market. We're supposed to have this done a month ago, but, you know, things happen. So we really got this opportunity coming up and, you know, we want to be able to do this, you know, basically ASAP. Everything was ASAP. And I says, well, OK, great. For So for them, if we put a pause here, right, the value to them was time, right? Now, granted, everyone you know doesn't really want to overpay for things, but you have to be careful of underpaying too. But if your value uh, proposition at this point in your business is, hey, I got to get it fast, sometimes fast costs more because guess what? If you're in a queue of clients, like I have clients on the books now, and if you come into the fold and say, hey, I need this tomorrow, well, that means I've got to put another client's work aside and accommodate you. And because of that, because of you moving to the front of the line, well, chances are you're going to have to pay for that. It's going to cost a fee to give you priority over everyone else. And that's not unreasonable, I would hope, you know, but practice wise, if you go to a print shop and you need to get your brochure printed and you say, hey, I need this tomorrow. Well, our process is normally five to seven days, but because you need it tomorrow, great. Well, instead of you know basically taking the time that it takes, we're going to have to rush and work all night. Well, it's going to cost you another fifty dollars to do that. And if you're if you're saying, hey, you know what, I value the time enough, fifty dollars is worth it, then you'll pay it. But what if the price was two hundred dollars, or what if it was two thousand dollars? Would you still value it that much, right? So, or are you more of the fixed firm? flat rate type of person where you're like, hey, just give me a flat rate. Well, great. I can give you a flat rate. But then again, there's not a lot of wiggle room. There's not a lot of flexibility that we have once we engage into your project. So sometimes the firm flat fees are great. You know, I, a lot of times I'll do those type of fees for clients when they just need really simple or relatively simple deliverables like stationery or brochures or or sometimes even logos. Hey, I know what I want. I know the colors, those type of things. I just need someone to put it together for me. OK, great. You seem to know what you want. 
we don't have to go a lot, do a lot of back and forth. Not a lot of revisions are going to take place. Not a lot of extra engagement time. So you know what? Here, here's a flat fee, and those work out really well for both sides. And that's what you really want to. You want to win for both sides. You don't just want to put someone in a predicament and you get the glory, and then they're stuck. And likewise, you don't want to be in a predicament and then you're paying them and you feel like you're stuck. So how much should you pay? You should pay what you believe the best value is for what you're getting. How do you determine value? Well, that is the age old question, because I don't believe via psychology and all the studies that have been done on the on the human brain that people actually have the ability to determine absolute value. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist thus far. And I'm not a brain person, but people that are told me so. So I got to believe them at this point. So because you cannot determine absolute value, you got to base it upon something. And that's where we get this value based pricing model of time or monetary impact or the type of problems it's going to solve, what kind of peace of mind you're going to have, you know, how it's going to impact your business. And then we can go from there. Or again, deliverables. Hey, I've got five things I need to get done. I can't do them all at one time, but I can do three. Can you price me for three? Absolutely. We can price you for three, build in the pricing structure for you for the other two, and we can continue on doing business together and everyone's happy. Or firm flicks, flat fee. Hey, you know what? Got a simple thing going on. I need a simple price. Can you work with me? Absolutely. Give it to us. Here's your price. Let's keep it moving. So, how much should you pay for design services? Well, I can give you a couple of different variations, but the fact of the matter is, is that I might be wrong. What I charge may not be what someone else has charged based on number of years of experience. It's not super uber subjective, but it is really relative. I've got 20 plus years, so that means, hey, maybe I'm able to do something for you faster. I believe it's worth more to you as a business owner that I can do it more expediently and proficiently so that way it gets you on to doing the things that you need to do. I believe that's more valuable so that maybe I charge you a little bit more. Whereas you may feel like, man, it only took you you know, two hours compared to five hours. You shouldn't charge me for five if it only tossed you two. So I'm like, oh man, well, you're now penalizing me for being good as a designer. And that oftentimes happens. I got a client before I had to stop doing business with him because He's like, hey, man, how about you do it in three, three, what, three hours? Yeah, well, I think it's going to take me about six. Well, how about you do it in three and charge me less? Well, that's not fair. That's not realistic. That's not being able to work with someone that has a realistic mindset you know, regarding how you're going to provide service or solutions to their business or their problem. So, no, I can't do business with you that way because, you know what, no one wants to be told how to do what they do right not 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 entirely we don't mind suggestions but we don't want to be told how to do things right so be be very very cognizant of um, who you're looking to hire again if you're looking for a website there's different types of websites right there's there's really static websites where it's just kind of reference information then there's there's other websites that are more e-commerce based where you need to make purchases there's other websites where you need to pass login credentials these things entire entail development. So if you're looking for a website, maybe try to find something that's comparable to what you believe you need. Speak to an actual designer or a developer, go through the process of fact finding and you know discovery 
and uh, which obviously is a cost to most times if it's not built in it's a separate deliverable right so but go through the process of determining for sure what it is you're going to get make sure you understand what the deliverables are and that way if you're given a price now you know how to measure that price you know or bounce that price up against what you believe you're getting and the value that they believe you're it's going to have for your business right if you're needing a logo well logo is only a part of your business it's only one piece if you had five pieces it's one of five right you have other pieces of your business that you need to sure up a logo is just one so if you're factoring in how much a logo should cost well it depends it depends on the designer it depends on how complex the logo is it depends on how many colors it depends on what you're supposed to put in the logo on how many formats a logo needs to be it depends on how much typography is involved if you want icons associated if you want textures and tones and all the things that go along with actually creating a real brand identity system versus just a logo because a logo is only going to get you so far you know a brand i always preach this a brand is really what you need you need a brand identity system for your business otherwise when you get ready to scale your business if you don't have that from the get-go it's going to be very hard to try to cookie cut and or you know put the round peg square hole method in there and try to force some things together you know especially if you're pressed for time you know if you have an opportunity i had a client had an opportunity um where they were going along thought they were going along just fine with just their logo and then they got an opportunity where, you know, they're having one of those elevator conversations and they're trying to explain what it is they did. And it took so long. It's like, hey, man, if you would have just worked with the brand identity designer, they would have helped you des design some messaging, some one liner or an elevator pitch that you could use because now it helps you scale your business. And you could tell somebody quickly what it is that your business does or what you do. And then if they wanted to know more, then you can expound. You know, these are the type of things that we derive as brand identity specialists for our clients that help them to literally grow their business. And I mean, when I say help you grow your business, it's helping you get into the, the mode of knowing how to use these assets, whether they're design assets or they're messaging assets, but how to use these assets in and about your day to day functioning as a business or an entrepreneur. So again, if you're paying for design services, make sure you're not only getting what you're paying for by determining what the value is to your business, but also make sure you're contacting the right type of designer. You know, I had a guy come to me to wanted me to do architecture design for him, wanted me to do 3D renderings of buildings that he was developing and only because I had dibbled and dabbed with it a bit and someone that did it recommended me to them hey, they told me you can do it. You know, I'm willing to pay if you can do it. I'm like, well, I'll do it this one time on relationship. But, you know, I was hesitant because I'm not an architect. I don't know how to design this stuff to spec. What are you using this for? Come to find out, you know, here I am concerned about making sure that they have spec CAD illustrations for, for an architect type of project when really all they needed was just some inspirational uh, renderings so that way they could give to a general contractor. So, you know, you got to be careful of how you approach these things, what kind of designer you're actually looking for, what the value is, what it's used for, and all those things associated. So if you have questions about that, you know, ask a designer, ask somebody that you trust or ask somebody that's knowledgeable. Um, feel free to write into me, focusbranding.com um, or focusbranding at gmail.com. Feel free to write into me. I'll be more than happy to help you. Again, I want to inspire. I want to inform. I want to educate and I want to empower people 
to be able to make great decisions when it comes to hiring design services. So I won't drag this out. You know, we're about 23 minutes in now. And I mean, I had a great time this evening. I really want to just put this out here. So that way, again, if, if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you just have big ideas that you're looking to you know, capitalize on. Before you just go hiring any rando that calls himself a designer, do a little research, you know, find out what's going to be the best solution for you. Know what kind of questions to ask. If you don't know, um, there are resources out there that can help you. Uh, But again, these are things like it's like asking someone how to bake a cake. You know, the recipes may be very similar, but the processes may be different. Sometimes it's preference. Sometimes it's really straightforward. But nonetheless, make sure you're asking enough questions. Make sure you're doing just a little bit more digging. Don't put out big old fishing nets when you're looking for information for designers. Use more of a fishing lure, you know, a little more specific. You know, you don't use the same type of uh, bass fishing lure when you're going to catch, you know, swordfish. You know, it's just not the right thing. You know, you don't it's oh, the fish is a fish. No, it's a different type of fish, right? So we don't want to use nets. We want to use specific things to ask and inquire about when we're looking for design services so i hope this helped you if it didn't feel free to let me know hey mike that was crap right but i'm sure it's not for many people out there but nonetheless again i really had a great time with this topic this is something that is really near and dear to my heart and uh i hope it helps Feel free to ask me any questions about this. Again, you can reach me at focusbranding.com. You can email me directly at focusbranding at gmail.com. And you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn at Focus Branding. All right. It's been a great time for me again. I'm going to sign off. And until next time, remember, good design is good business and good businesses get noticed in the marketplace. This has been Mike Bigos with Branding Made Simple. It's been my pleasure. I'll talk to you and see you guys next time. Take care.